with the initial madness of NHL free agency having worn off now, it is time to look back on some of the Carolina Hurricanes' worst free agent signings in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Tuesday afternoon. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker. How are you doing on this Tuesday afternoon, Andrew? I'm doing well. I'm uh, looking forward to a less fun trip down memory lane today. Yeah, uh, we obviously did the best Hurricanes free agent signings the other day. So if you missed that episode, go listen to that or watch it if you're on YouTube after you get done with this one. So now diving into the worst free agent signings. Uh, and you know, this was one where, yeah, like you said, uh, less fun trip down memory lane. And you know, tr- when I was doing this, y'all was trying to, uh, you know, take all things into consideration uh, with some of these of, you know, like you easily you know, could have thrown like Andre Kasha uh, on this list uh, because he only played one game. But, you know, I just kind of look at like it, it was injury. It wasn't, you know, it, it was just one thing that didn't work out and it was a low risk deal. It wasn't like, you know, uh, some other deals we're going to talk about later, probably uh, where they just were an abysmal contract so something like that i'm leaving off but i am going to actually start with one uh that involved injury and for me i am gonna have jake gardner on here uh he he only played two seasons of his four-year deal at i remember when the signing was made back in 2019 you know, there's a lot of excitement around it initially. Uh, and, you know, I remember, you know, in he had his moments of looking really, really good. I remember, uh, I believe, was it in his first year or his second year, the game against the Capitals where, you know, he had this really great goal. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was just one where there were moments, but injuries ended up taking their toll on him. And he just was never able to really be that player that the Hurricanes wanted him to be. And it, it sucks that it was due to injury, you know, his back. And God, there was so much stuff with him uh, in terms of injuries. But it, it just was not one that ended up panning out the way the Hurricanes expected it to. And it sucks that it panned out that way. Uh, but, yeah, it, even when he was playing – there were definitely some moments where it was like, oh, my God, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, it's unfortunate because, like I said, that was a fairly high-profile free agent signing for the Hurricanes. Uh, one of the top defensemen on the market that year got him right before training camp. 
I think the goal you're talking about, I think he scored an overtime winner in mm-hmm. Washington in like his second game with the Hurricanes. But yeah, that first year was definitely an adjustment for him. A lot of defensive lapses, you know, and look, offensive defensemen have often had an adjustment period when they come yeah. to play in Rod Brindamore's system. You look at even like a guy like Dougie Hamilton did. Brady Shea did. Brent um, Burns. You know, I what? I Brent said Burns. Brent Burns too. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it lasted, you know, as that first season went along, I think he played better. And that mm-hmm. second season before he got hurt, there were some stretches, I think, where he played really, really well. He was playing with Brett Pesci a lot, and that was a really good pairing for the Hurricanes. But yeah, it like you said, it all went sideways when it when the back issues started to crop up. And then the la- he spent the last two years on long-term injured reserve, didn't get a chance to play. It, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you hate to ding a guy for getting injured, but this was a kind of the a case of right idea, wrong execution for the Hurricanes. It just did not work out. And yeah, with it being a four-year deal with, I believe, an over $4 million AAV cap mm-hmm. hit to get such little production from a player like that that you signed to that kind of contract, yeah, I, I can agree with putting that on this list. Yeah, I believe it was like four point five aav uh it was somewhere in that ballpark but yeah it it sucks that it ended up going the way it did with him uh but yeah that just not the production you're expecting when you sign that contract and yeah i believe we talked about it uh when the season wrapped um guy we mentioned already andre kasha yeah he's went back over to europe to play in his home country uh and jake gardner now technically he is a free agent that four-year deal has come to an end uh but so far haven't heard anything uh out of him of what his plans are gonna be uh i remember we talked about you know with him not playing for two full seasons kind of figuring retirement's probably gonna be uh the route he ends up going but you know technically he hasn't so he's a free agent now uh but yeah it's just not it just didn't go the way uh we all expected it to go but andrew who do you have uh for worst hurricanes free agent signings so i'm actually going to start with one that's one that hurricanes fans probably have not thought about in a while is a signing they made Coming off the Stanley Cup run in 2006, they signed John Graham to be a veteran backup goalie to Cam Ward. Obviously, you know, Martin Gerber moves on. You're giving the reins to Ward full time, but he's still coming off a rookie season. So, you you know, you think, okay, Mm -hmm. this is a guy who had done pretty well the previous few years in Tampa Bay, played some decent workloads we can bring him in give him some starts he can give us some solid quality starts to back up cam and um he didn't do that it was a fairly no. low risk deal you know two years i think like you know 1.4 million because i have him on my list too <laughs> yeah but i mean you look he just wasn't good i mean that first year he made 23 starts went 10 and 13 and 2 with a 2.85 goals against average and 0.897 save percentage. And the next year, he only made 12 starts, went 5-7-1, and 3.75 goals against average, 0.875 save percentage. So he was even worse. And you look 
you know, again, they they really needed that veteran backup to Cam Ward for those, you know, first couple of years of his career as being a full-time starter. And, you know, Graham's poor play probably contributed to Cam being as overworked as he was, mm-hmm. or, you know, for the a lot of his career. And you look at how close the Hurricanes were to making the playoffs both of those years. I think in the year after they won the Cup, they lost like five of their last seven or something and finished four points out or something. And then in 07, 08, they were first in the division for most of the year. That was back when you'd get the number three seed just for winning your division and the Southeast was terrible. And I think like the last day of the season, they lost to the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals won. So they went from the third seed to out of the playoffs. But a little bit better backup goaltending in either of those years could have been the difference. And yeah, John mm-hmm. Graham was pretty terrible for the hurricanes yeah yeah he he was really rough like i said i had him on uh my list as well and you know one thing y'all have on here uh you know was that you know he was good with uh tampa bay in that 0506 uh season helping them get to the playoffs uh but then in the playoffs uh john tortorella uh ended up criticizing him publicly uh, due to his poor play, uh, which ended up leading to him leaving Tampa. And, you know, like you said, you know, going uh, 0.897 first season, 0.875 second season, not winning a whole lot of games, ended up getting waived in January of 2008. And, yeah, that was rough. And I, I do think you're right in that uh, – th- his poor play definitely kind of set the wheels in motion of Cam getting overworked uh, because we've talked about it a lot. Uh, you know, you and I, myself, uh, and, you know, and how things could have been different for Cam had he had some quality help uh, over the years, especially as he got older and his body couldn't handle that sort of load anymore. You know, this definitely just felt like it was, you know, the wheels getting put in motion for that. And it, it sucks that it happened the way you did, you know, cause like you said, you know, going from third to out of the playoffs, all in basically a day, you know, that's absolutely, that's devastating. And yeah, you know, just had they had some better goaltending in those years, things could have been so much different. Uh, but we definitely have some more guys to get to uh, as we dive through worst hurricanes free agent signings and we will continue to do that right after this quick break folks now folks baseball season is underway you know we love baseball here on locked on hurricanes so right now if you're wanting to bet on the mlb take your first swing at betting on the mlb with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to two hundred dollars that's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on 
FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, diving back into the worst Hurricanes free agent signings. Uh, next up, we are going to go with another defenseman on my end, uh, which was weird. Now that I'm looking at two defensemen and two goalies. Uh, but uh, next up, we are going with Thomas Caberlet back in 2011. Oh, yeah, this one was rough. Uh, he was coming off of winning the Stanley Cup uh, with... 2011 that'd be the boston bruins uh he signed a three-year deal worth uh 12.75 million uh hurricanes gm at the time uh jim rutherford uh said that he was one of the best puck moving defensemen uh and this was uh not good he had 29 games for the hurricanes that were not great and he ended up uh getting traded to montreal just just barely six months into that three-year deal and just yeah was not one that uh played out well for the hurricanes did not live up to that contract in the slightest Uh, i forget who who they traded him for uh but yeah that did not pan out well for the hurricanes yeah, I have him on my list as well. I said that that was kind of a really an exciting signing coming mm-hmm. off the time because it was like, all right, here's that puck moving defenseman. The Hurricanes were coming off a year in which they missed the playoffs by two points, another near miss, um, losing that extraordinarily painful game 82 on home ice to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And a big reason they didn't quite get over the hump that year was because their power play was really bad. And you look at Thomas Caberlet. He had kind of made a living of, you know, running power plays in his career. Now he comes to Carolina, like you said, he only plays 29 games, nine assists. And there it's just an immediate, like we messed up here, like three year deal over 4 million AAV, but uh, you know, having to jettison a guy that quickly. And I, I think I remember even at the time, some comment from Jim Rutherford along the lines of like, well, I should have known better. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, didn't take you that long to figure it out. Why didn't you figure that out when you signed it? But they did trade him to Montreal for, I do remember actually, it was a guy named Yaroslav Spacek, a uh, Slovak defenseman, I believe, who actually ended up coming in and playing reasonably well for the Hurricanes throughout the rest of that season. So you do have to give Jim Rutherford some credit for recognizing his mistake quickly, managing to get the salary off the books and bring in a guy who was productive for the rest of that year. Caberlet, spoiler alert, did not work out for Montreal either. He played out the rest of that season for them. Only played 10 games in the lockout shortened 2012-2013 season. And I believe the last year of his deal, Montreal used one of those cap compliance buyouts that was made available to teams after the lockout to get rid of him. So a contract the Hurricanes signed ends up getting bought out by the Canadians. Kind of ironic given all of what was to come in the future between those two teams contract-wise. But yeah, not uh, not Jim Rutherford's finest moment on that signing. Yeah, de- definitely not. Definitely not one of his best. Uh, now, yeah, it, it's just, you know, looking back on that, yeah, it, it just felt like... Yeah, it, it it was rough, yeah, you because know, like you said, you know, missing out, yeah, you know, because power play, you know, 
by what'd you say two points that year uh and you know it be you know, it is looking like oh they're gonna address this issue and it <laughs> did not go as planned uh and yeah, it, it sucks, but yeah, that's just kind of tail of the tape uh, through those dark years. A lot of things just not going to plan, uh, and yeah, it's very. <laughs> that was definitely one. Like when we were yeah researching yeah for this, it was definitely one where yeah see that yeah name come across. I'm like, oh man. I remember this. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is definitely one of those in Hurricanes history. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely oof. I, yeah, oof. <laughs> that that that's my reaction to that one. Uh, but yeah, next up, uh, we agreed on a lot of these. Um, Andrew, uh, who is your next one? Probably one you're not going to be too happy with. Ooh, all right. Another oh. defenseman who they oh, signed in relatively recent history to a four-year deal. I'm going with the initial signing of Calvin DeHaan. No, no so, that's fine. That's fine. The, uh, the I, I mean, I'll, I'll put my fan, uh, my fandom aside of Calvin DeHaan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It, it really did not pan out the best. No, it panned out. Okay. For the first year. Um, they yeah. signed him for a four to a four year, million AAV deal thought was he'd kind of take over that left side in their top spot in their top four. Cause you know, you traded Noah Hannafin for Dougie Hamilton. So you're bringing in a right shot, moving out a left shot. And I said for that first year, Mm -hmm. it went pretty well. He missed some time, I think with the shoulder injury, but he played 74 games was a nice steady presence in that top four played in the playoffs. But then that offseason, the Hurricanes end up jettisoning him to Chicago, not getting much. He doesn't play any full seasons with the Blackhawks in his time there as injuries, as you know, crop in. It was fun that they brought him back this past year because, you know, look, no disrespect to Calvin DeHaan. I think he's a really great guy. I think he, you know, has been earlier in his career before those shoulder injuries cropped in, you know, with the Islanders and even in that first year with the Hurricanes a really good, solid two-way NHL defenseman. That just is another one, you know, you sign a guy and then he only ends up spending one year with you. I, that one just did not work out. I think the way that anyone imagined. Yeah, I I agree there. I remember at at the time it was one of those where, you know, they made the trade and it was just one of those, like you just signed him to this deal and you're, already you know, trading on uh for already moving on uh and trading him out it was definitely one of those where it was you know almost just you know what was what was the point you know uh, uh and yeah you know they may have saw something that we didn't uh and you know because i forget oh god man you know having to go back to the memory banks of you know how you know they changed things up uh then but yeah, again, it was cool. Yeah, seeing him come back for a year. Yeah, he didn't play a whole heck of a lot uh, this past season. Uh, but it was nice having him back in the fold. Uh, we've talked about before uh, with 
you know, talking about free agency and whatnot and roster predictions that, you know, should, you know, the offseason, you know, continue to go on and the Hurricanes need uh, extra. Uh, no, wait, he he already signed with someone, didn't he? He signed with Tampa Bay, right? Uh, Calvin DeHaan? Yes, yeah. I believe that's correct. Yeah, because yeah, I was Tampa about Bay to say, you know, to collect. yeah, they he could be a guy you know, they bring back as an extra defenseman. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's right. He he signed with Tampa Bay. Forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, it, it was one that it just did not just didn't pan out the way we expected it to. And it, and it sucks that it panned out that way. But, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I was excited about that one when they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was as well. Uh, but we both have one more worst free agent signing. I'm going to bend the rules on this one a little bit, and we will get into that one right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, we are back, and now it is time to talk about the worst free agent signings uh, or continue talking about the worst free agent signings for the Carolina Hurricanes. And like I said before the break, I am bending the rules on this one a little bit uh, because he was technically acquired via trade, but he was acquired without a contract. Uh, so you know who I am alluding to, Andrew, uh, and that is Scott Darling. Uh, yeah, Again, yeah, technically acquired via trade from, from Chicago in 2017, but he was acquired without a contract. So no, I think is, it, I think it counts. I've got him too. I thought about yeah. that too, but I I because you're you're trading for his free agent rights, so it's mm-hmm. I feel like that's still a pseudo free agent free signing just without him quite hitting the market. Yeah. Um. But no, I absolutely think that counts, and I have him on here as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. I was just yeah kind of throwing out that that out there again yeah, for some for folks in the comments who are like, no, nah, he was acquired via trade. They acquired his free agent rights, kind of how um, a couple years ago, actually, when the Hurricanes traded uh, the free agent rights for to Joel Edmondson to Montreal, and then he signed uh, up there. Kind of similar situation there. But yeah, this was one that uh, lives in infamy uh, with the Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, Ron Francis you know, you know, kind of brought him in. Uh, thinking uh, he was going to be uh, the guy uh, to you know, kind of take over from Cam. And he was not. He ended up signing that four-year, uh, $16.6 million deal. Uh, I believe he had just over 70 NHL games uh, under his belt at the time. Um And, yeah, it did not go well at all. In his first season, yeah. Uh, uh, only one yet went 13, uh, 33, uh, 0.888 save percentage in that first year was not great at all. Uh, second year, uh, yeah, he only started eight games, uh, in 2018, 2019 due to injury, uh, went, uh, oh man, I totally forgot to write down, uh, how many games he actually won there. I believe it was only like two or four uh it had a 0.884 save percentage in that one uh hurricanes ended up claiming curtis mcelaney off of waivers which kind of you know just oop you know (laughs) scott darling was out the door at that point he was waived in 
November of 2018. Uh, played in Charlotte for a little bit uh, when the Checkers were still the Hurricanes AHL affiliate, but he was pretty ineffective there as well. Uh, in total, uh, he went 15, 25, and 9 over the course of his Hurricanes career with a .887 save percentage and ended up getting traded down to Florida, uh, never played down there, basically for the purposes of you know just taking on his salary. Uh, and that was the point there. He ended up playing over in Europe for a year, uh, but was released by the Panthers uh, officially in 2021. Uh, and I don't think he's officially retired but yeah he's done pretty much and we obviously know yeah he had his off the ice issues that definitely affected on here affected you know his on ice stuff and you know it, it sucks to see you know, his career you know having gone the way it did uh but yeah it definitely was not one that panned out the way the hurricanes expected it to yeah, and it's a shame that it didn't pan out because Scott mm-hmm. Darling was a really good, you know, success story in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Really good backup for them. Even, you know, made some starts in their Stanley Cup runs. Had his, you know, story of working his way up through all the levels of hockey, overcoming alcoholism early mm-hmm. on in his career. Really fun, always a great success story when someone is able to overcome something like that and be successful. And, you know, the thought was, you know, hey, he's been really good as a backup. He's kind of one of these guys who's ready for his shot as a starter. So I got the thought process, but yeah, it just, for whatever reason, didn't pan out. I remember a game like a month into his first season against, I think, the Rangers. He gave up a goal from like center ice, and I was like, this might not work out. And it didn't. Um, It is it is funny to think about going into that next year, like Scott Darling was actually here going into the um 20, like that 20, season that they made that they made it back to the playoffs and then I said he got waived I think he actually got called back up for like one game because they needed somebody to make a start and it was like oh here's your chance and it was I think they lost like six five in the shootout to the capitals and it was yep. like oh yeah we're done here but yeah they trade when they traded him to Florida Florida bought him out. They ended up um, getting James Reimer for him. So that actually ended up being a pretty good trade for the Mm -hmm. Hurricanes. But yeah, Scott Darling, love him as a person. Great guy. I said, great story. You know, the way he overcame his alcoholism early on in his hockey career, achieved that sobriety, the way he worked his way up through the local, the lower levels of hockey to be a success with the Blackhawks. Just really kind of a shame that it didn't work out with the Hurricanes. Yeah, it, it sucks because I remember, you know, when it happened, uh, when the move was initially made, yeah, folks were so excited uh, for that. It was near universal excitement, yeah, from fans, from media, like everyone was like, oh, this is a good move. Uh, but, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some folks, you know, are, are, didn't like it. You know, that's going to be the case, you know, with every move. But yeah, the just the near universal excitement uh, around it like so many folks were happy and for it to just you know nosedive the way it did was absolutely insane and yeah like you said you know real nice guy uh but you know just did not pan out the way any of us expected it to but yeah it was you know weird you know when you know, researching for this, you know, how he technically was here for the start of that season uh, when the Hurricanes made it back to the playoffs. 
Uh, and that was one little tidbit. Yeah. I had totally forgot about that. Like, Oh yeah. Technically he was on the team that year, but you know, obviously things have went the way they did and you know, he's, you know, hurricanes are where they're at now. Uh, and you know, it is what it is, uh, with all of these guys, uh, you know, from darling, you know, to everyone else we've talked about today. And then guys, we, didn't talk about today as well. Were there any other guys as we uh, were sitting here recording that ended up coming to mind for you, Andrew, that you want to mention real quick? No, some people might be surprised because I feel like it gets a, the history of him and the details gets a little bit lost not to see Alexander Semen here mm-hmm. with that five-year, $7 million AAV contract that he signed, obviously getting bought out a couple years later, one of the worst in Hurricanes history. But the thing people have to remember with him is That was a re-signing. That was a contract extension partway through his first year. When they brought him in, it was actually a one-year deal at $7 million off the open market. And that one year, he played really, really well. That lockout shortened season had 13 goals, 44 points, and 44 games. So that is why he does not appear here, because it was the extension, the re-signing, that doesn't really fit into the criteria of what we're talking about. That was Mm -hmm. a bad contract. The initial contract was good. He was actually, it was really, really fun that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, now, obviously that contract led to the extension, which is why you didn't see Alexander Semin in our best free agent signings. But yeah, that's why that one doesn't appear here if people have questions about that. But no, other than, you know, like we talked about with the best one, the Hurricanes haven't made a ton of big free agent signings over the years. So you don't end up with, you know, a lot of hits that way, but you also don't end up with a lot of misses that way. Yeah. Yeah. It ends up being a lot of just guys lost in the ether of, you know, there was no big impact either way, whether it was good or bad. Uh, you know, it was just kind of, you know, just, it was what it was. That's how a lot of the free agent signings have gone for the hurricanes. There's, you know, obviously, you know, as we discussed today, again, the worst, as we discussed for the best, yeah, just a, like you said, you know, you know, they haven't made a ton of splashes. So, you know, you don't end up with a lot of hits, but you also don't end up with a lot of misses. But thank you for definitely uh, explaining our reasoning on the uh, Simeon deal of why he wasn't here. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, make sure you are following the show along on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes myself at jared ellis underscore 96 and andrew over on twitter at a schnitt 53 and we will talk to you guys in the next episode and as always folks let's go canes